But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception, and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. I'm your host, Cody Ryan. I'm here with my co-host as always, Bobby Trackmania. How's it going, Bobby? It's going pretty good. Um, it's only been, what, three weeks, two weeks since the last time we did this? Yeah, two weeks? What? That's crazy. I know. I think of such it's, a thing. It's usually like two months at this point. <laughs> But, but I think is, that really speaks to the, <laughs> the, the the rhythm we're trying to break out of. Yeah, this is nature's healing. Yeah, this is me talking and getting my podcast voice all of the time. No. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think we're getting back into a good rhythm. And, you know, coming out of uh, this pandemic, a lot of people have talked about, you know, how much they've changed and stuff like that. And uh, I, I think today's episode will really get into um, kind of something I've dealt with my whole life, but even kind of how the pandemic has uh, changed that. But before we do, you know, we got to ask Bobby. Bobby, is there anything new in your life? Is there something? I don't know. The way your excitement uh, is making me wonder if there is something that's new. No, not necessarily. The excitement is if you have something or not. We don't generally care what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. No, you know. I'm about to beat Sekiro and start Demon Souls. That's basically that's basically how I mark my life at this point by the which Soulsborne game I'm and I'm playing and where I'm at in it. Yeah, I'm taking a hiatus on that one. Uh, I think I just reset my clavicle, so we're feeling good there. Um, yeah. So I I will then switch the attention back to me because today's going to be a little uh, interesting episode. Uh, I promised Bobby a lot of free space to ask whatever questions he wants here. So it's it's going to be a little bit, uh, you know, a, a journey here because I'm going to present an idea that I think is a little odd. Uh, everybody I know has at some point had a dream, I would assume. I know a lot of people say they can't remember their dreams, but they remember the idea that they had one or there's other people who remember them very vividly. Uh, obviously if you have a good dream, you don't want to wake up from it. If you have a bad dream, you hope that someone shakes you awake. Yes. Part of, part of the reason that I like taking like melatonin is that I feel like it gives me really weird dreams and (laughs) I don't know. I just find that enjoyable to have them. So, so Bobby likes tripping out in his dreams. It seems. That's uh, a little stupid joke that I make every time Isabel's like, I'm going to take a melatonin thing. I'm like, uh, (laughs) if you've seen wall card you'll know what i'm talking about i say oh so he's going <laughs> to a gen to another dimension <laughs> and it's funny Seems to, to be a riff between the beatles <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny to me to say that about uh taking a melatonin yeah <laughs> do you want more melatonin bobby you do a really good accent like that we should uh make the movie uh shot for shot um but Beyond that, uh, one thing that you kind of just brought up, that movie kind of brings up something that's interesting is he literally that part is he has a bad trip. 
Uh, and he has such a bad trip that he like relives getting cut in half like his brother was because uh, he did that when he was a child. Sorry if I spoil that movie for you, but if you haven't seen it at this point, you're just an asshole. Um, anyway, but like he, he has this horrible trip. He relives this traumatic event. And then one of the Beatles asks him if he wants more. And he's like, yeah, I do. Like, even though he just had a bad trip. What I'm presenting today is I sometimes rather stay in a nightmare than get out of bed. Elaborate. Expand on that. Well, essentially, um, I know it's not the same as taking LSD, such as Bobby or uh, Dewey Cox, uh, as Bobby was describing, but. You know, when you have even like a nightmare, I think there's still certain degrees of what you consider a nightmare. I mean, there's still things that completely scare me to the point like, yes, I want to get out of this. But honestly, it's the dreams that are hyper realistic that I'm like, get me out of this because those leave me more disoriented when I wake up. They make me feel like I'm doing bad things to my real life. But I'll say the dreams that are more like zombies are chasing me. I'm having more fun in those and just the idea of like survival mode and like living out like those scary video game fantasies, but not actually living them out that I think it's even helped me kind of through this pandemic bridge the gap of the Resident Evil games. You know, I, I could never play those as a kid. And as you know, right now I'm streaming the new one, which some of our friends are also playing and they're like, ah, I can't play tonight. Like I'm not feeling like in the mood. And I'm just like, whatever, got to go do it. Like <laughs> got to get to that big titty vampire. Well, I may or may not have murdered her. Um, so fucked up, dude. Yeah, it is. Why, that, why would you don't give away. the rest of the world of that? I, I don't want to get too into it, because then I'll give away the game. Uh, but I'll just let you know, I uh, cried uh, right after. And if you guys go to my Twitch, you'll see me cry after every big uh, titty vampire death. And it's hard on me. I don't want to do it. But they're going to keep coding the game. It's the only way to progress. Yes, go to tw- <laughs> Cody's Twitch stream to watch him cry. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll just do a one-hour cryathon or something. But uh, Bobby, uh, do you have any experiences like this though, where you have like any specific dreams that other people might consider like a little scarier that you do enjoy? You know, with with this kind of stuff, as you said, it's hard to remember. Um, nothing's jumping, you know, jumping out in my mind. But it totally makes sense, right? Like. There's a reason that, first of all, we like watching movies and playing games that have stuff like that. There's a reason that people like being doomsday preppers. Like they, we like to imagine ourselves um, in those situations. And uh, luckily for us, when we imagine ourselves in the in those situations, uh, it's usually going uh, not as badly as it could. Uh, if you're not caught by the zombie horde. Uh, means you're not a zombie yet and you've survived yeah. thus far you uh, you imagine yourself living in the mcu um and you probably imagine yourself as like at worst an agent of shield if not one of the superheroes <laughs> rather than one of the like you know two million people that die if they're ever yeah. within like a 50 mile radius of <laughs> any of them so it's it, me colby smothers yeah, Smolders, like even then, is. you're just like I'm. I'm looking like kind of sexy in like a form fitting <laughs> jumpsuit. I got, I got stuff strapped across me. Like I never use it, but it's there if I need it. Like I, I, I have a lot of training with a gun. Um, 
or I've been recruited because I have a natural talent with a gun and don't even need any training. Like I'm, I'm the one like, uh, James McAvoy and wanted or whatever. So it, it doesn't make sense. Like if in a scenario like that to, you know, have the rush and the thrill of it. And then you wake up and you're like, I got to trudge over one room and look at the computer for eight hours. Well, and I think you kind of, uh, hit on to something else I wanted to talk about without realizing it is that, you know, memory is hazy when you come out of a dream, whether it's a nightmare or or a good dream. And I do know that I probably, you know, have had experiences where I could remember dreams a lot and other ones where not as much, but from what I've talked to other people, I've always had kind of an ability to remember. But the thing is when you don't have the full picture waking up out of it too, kind of feels like, being jarred out of a different world it feels like you're still grasping for answers and then you wake up and if it's a dream that's hyper realistic that sucks because then you have to reality check yourself to oh my god did i really do that but if it's something like oh man i was like getting attacked by these people or whatever some people get so relieved because like oh my god the stress is gone but like I, i wake up and go i literally could never do that you know, some, do there. did this ever happen to you um it happened to me a couple times in high school i would wake up in the morning like you know hit snooze fall back asleep and then had a dream that i showered and got ready and then i'd wake <laughs> up and be like <laughs> i'd be like oh well fuck now i slept through the time where i would have been showering and getting ready and i didn't even have like a cool dream i just had a dream doing the thing i was supposed to be doing and then didn't do it so I've, I've got an even stupider one than that is that uh, one time I passed out super early for some reason at home, like eight or nine o'clock. Uh, and I usually stay up till like 11, no matter what time of uh, my high school years it is. So it's around high school and I wake up and I see the clock and I see 1030 and I freak the fuck out. I'm late for school. Like, and I think this is when I can drive. So I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, you know, using the bathroom really quickly, like brushing my teeth and shit. And then all of a sudden my dad, like, I don't know why he's home. Like maybe he's not feeling so good. And like he was having some back problems back then. So it was feasible, but he's just like, what's your deal? And I'm like, I'm late for school. He's like, dude, it's like 11 at night. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've done that. (laughs) And I'm just like, Oh, (laughs) so then you have to like undress. Cause you're like, you just literally just got fully dressed to go to sleep. Cause you did not realize what, uh, fucking side of the clock you're on. That's the only reason why I could ever see people using 24 hour clocks to avoid that one situation. I mean, yeah, if you had been using one, then you would have avoided it and there's no downside. So that's one thing the military got right. Yeah. We see back when we were like, Forgive me, I'm going to talk about Thon for two seconds. Oh, but sure. during, But when we were doing that, you know, we would be up for, even if we weren't on the floor, we'd be up for 46 straight hours, like, organizing stuff. So everyone yeah. put their clock on twenty on a 24-hour clock because everyone's internal clock was completely fucked. And yeah. you, if you're inside the Bryce Jordan Center, you 36 hours in, you'd be like, I have no idea if it's 2 o'clock in the morning or 2 in the afternoon. Yeah. And I think that's uh, like even another thing that just, you know, the disorientation of a dream. But there's even just this this moments I had for a while where I legitimately was very depressed. 
So to even you? wake no. Oh, oh. But to be waking up into a depressed world didn't feel any better than staying in a hectic world. So like even a world where maybe I'm like running from like, you know, international police because I'm an art thief or some dumb shit like that. Like, you know, it, it's not even always the rush. It's just it's something else. It's just it just feels like a different world. And there's definitely times where some of my other fears have been activated, like falling from heights, like, you know, it's in a dream still freaks me out. Uh, you know, like I hate when you feel like you need to run and it, you're like held back by something or you're like you're hitting a barrier that's not even there. Like that shit freaks me out. But if I can like um, punch, that's usually uh, good. Sometimes I can't punch as hard as I want to. It feels like I'm doing pillow punching, uh, which brings me to my next point, which is the safety concern. Uh, which is that I almost um, hit my girlfriend in the middle of the night because I started acting out one of my dreams and um, started doing left and right hooks in the middle of the bed uh, recently. So that's great. I've uh, been guilty of that. Not not from dreaming, dreaming, but like if I'm like have been drinking and I'd go to sleep, apparently that happens sometimes. Uh, okay. Well, I know also the thing like too is like I've been hit a couple times from the um the twitch that you have sometimes when you're like falling asleep. Like like you dream about like missing a step as you're falling asleep. Like that'll actually act out and you like kicking your leg out, but like sometimes that just happens on Twitch you don't even think about. You definitely gotta take some people. I've definitely taken the cat out with that one. It's not yeah. great. And like you the falling thing's common, I think, like again as you're falling asleep. Yeah. And it like wakes you up. Yeah. But I've I've always had this just trouble though, like really capturing like this idea of like, you know, it's just better to be in this world as crazy as it might be. And I, you know, to get a little cheesy, I don't know if you remember this part from uh Inception, but when they first meet the guy who's supposed to like teach them how to do all like the uh like uh tranquilizers so that everybody stays asleep long enough on the plane mm-hmm. he's got like a whole like basement of people that are sleeping for longer than you know an eight-hour cycle like they'll be sleeping for like days weeks years they say like um and they were making a joke kind of in the movie but like also you know making like a strong point like some of these people live in their dreams like when they're awake they don't feel good they feel better in their dreams yeah, we can't have this conversation without talking about Inception. And that also reminds me of, like, um, Total Recall, I think. Yeah. Where it's just, like, if you had the ability to escape into a really good dream, um, it would be super tempting. Because yeah, very likely, uh, if you're just a, a person, you're not really leaving your mark that much. Um, maybe if you have a, a family or whatever, that in, in your own little way, you are, but... In general, you're not. And if you're in a dream or in some sort of controlled atmosphere like that, you can be important. And the things that you're not doing in the real world aren't really that important because you're not that important. So, yeah. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of plays on it. There's even kind of like, you know, some one thing I wanted to even talk about and add on to that is you and I are both fans of the show Legion. Sorry, when you said there's a lot of plays on it, I thought you were going to say a midsummer, a midsummer night's dream. No, I meant like <laughs> different variations. But I, you know, I was thinking also even like the movie Monkey Bone, like when he goes to the like kind of purgatory of like being in a coma, like there's a kind of dream world down there that's kind of real. 
But I was really thinking about the show Legion because we really liked that one and playing off this idea of the astral plane, which exists past the uh, X-Men universe. So it's not like a completely uh, bizarre concept, yeah. but it's essentially not living or dead. It's just a different existence where no time or space really exists, but it's really kind of like a dream world. Did you see um, there's a couple of stories about a month, month and a half ago. I have no idea how long anything ago was. So I always say a month, <laughs> month and a half ago for literally everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. It seems like it could be accurate in this particular case, but uh, there's the like some reporters found a missing page of a declassified CIA study on astral projecting. Oh shit. And it, there was like one missing page from it. And apparently the page was super important. <laughs> of course the missing yeah, page. There's like a 30 page <laughs> wild ass study on astral projecting. And I, I tried to read it, but it was just, complete fucking nonsense but yeah it's, it's like so you gotta like, hit this part of the fucking wormhole it's can you imagine like right now there's more information coming out about the ufos or whatever that uh every pilot in the military sees has seen every day for the last like 50 years or whatever and it's, yeah. so, it's funny for me to imagine that like they were seeing that and aliens were just coming down and being like all right so they're um they're studying astral projecting, which is just not a thing. And yeah. they have these planes that go like uh, 10% as fast as ours. Like, what is the fucking... And yeah, like, look, so, look at these, but like these people think they're important because they have, you know, the Sistine Chapel. Like, <laughs> this is so pathetic. Well, somebody was saying today, like, like writing all this stuff, like, oh my gosh, there was like a fleet... It was like 1,600 miles long. They saw our stuff. And he's just like going through like all of these things that I can't tell you if it's like uh, the space program propaganda or whatever they want to do. Like, like Star for Wars. Space Force? Yeah, Space Force, Star Wars, whatever the fuck they're calling it. I don't know. Is Reagan alive or dead? I can't remember anymore. Anyway. Star Wars uh, was a missile system, right? Yeah, it was the missile defense system. The missile system. interception system, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but basically, he's going through all these things that were like declassified about how these ships are just like absolutely superior to ours. And this guy's like, we should be really concerned about that. And a couple of us just at the end were just like, hold on now. You just detailed how absolutely fucked we are and how like they have like materials we don't even have, which I assume are like elements that don't exist on our planet and shit like that. And they're way faster. And like they're thousand year thousand years ahead of us technology wise, somebody said. Why the fuck will we fund it? We're just screwed. Yeah, right? Like <laughs> uh it's it's like a larger, obviously like planet size scale version of like uh the I, I need a gun in, in case the government tries to come take me down. It's like oh, they're gonna drone strike you. So Yeah. <laughs> If they so, want like, to, they not, will. Yeah, it's not really going to do that much good. So for for us, the, our version of that is like we need like a nukes that we can shoot in space. It's like okay, um, Let's just yeah, shoot you into space to see what you yeah. do. I don't know. <laughs> Give you a like, gun in a suit. <laughs> if they're that advanced, they probably know that we're going to do that and can like turn it into a, a goldfish. <laughs> If they're that advanced, they probably read we're just killing this planet ourselves. So, like, what's the point? There's well, no yeah. resources here. I mean, that's the larger point is that they're that advanced. There's nothing 
that anything would really <laughs> offer them because to get that advance, you'd need to be post scarcity. Yeah. So <laughs> getting away from that and back to the astral plane, much saner conversation. Uh, no. So the astral plane, obviously, as Bobby alluded to, was also studied by the CIA, which is fucking stupid because it's not a real thing. But to, and basically the way that I've noticed it in popular culture and the way it is Legion, like, it's basically like putting your body into a coma, but your mind is going to some other place that other minds can connect to. So it's not like a dream in that sense. It's more like Inception, but there's no machine. It's just like a place that other, like in the, even in the show, it's just kind of described as just like somewhere else. But you also have the powers of kind of, you know, creating your own world if you're strong enough, or you might be trapped there by somebody else. So there was even, you know, like Aubrey Plaza's character was like trapped in the um, astral plane while David's character would come and go as he pleases and would have a good time and, you know, make whatever paradise he wants. So like for people that have never seen the show, the astral plane is where David would go to fuck his lady who he couldn't touch in the real world. Yeah, because she has superpowers. I'm going to ruin this whole show for you because none of y'all watched it um, and I'm fucking mad. It went three seasons, though. It's really good. We should watch it. Last season, it's very interesting. Uh, but no, but the, the wider point is that everybody really wants to get to the astral plane if they want to, like, really have, like, the best dreams because that's what that was. But the thing is, most people cannot even remember their dreams. So how do you get there? That brings us to my next topic, unless you have something else you want to add, Bobby. I want to talk about lucid dreaming. I thought that's where you're going, so. <laughs> well, that's perfect then. So. Have I lucid dreamed before? I absolutely have. Um, it freaked me out a little bit, but I kind of wish I stick, stuck with it. I might have told this story on stream before, but I'll tell it once more. Basically, there's one test you can do where if you, if you want to do this, I mean, I'll warn you, though, if you do this at your own risk or don't try this at home, I don't really know what we're supposed to or allowed to say. Um, you take a like marker and you put just a dot on your hand. So this marker is going to be your reminder. So you see the dot on your hand and you say, wait, am I dreaming? Now, you know you're not dreaming, but you're trying to train yourself to remember that you should always ask if you're dreaming. It's your turn. So you'll, yeah. So you'll ask, am I dreaming? And the best thing to do is either look in like a mirror or look at some words because you'll look away and you'll look back and just something about your brain and dreams doesn't really have the ability to keep that object permanence and usually it'll change. So it's a very reliable test. So I was doing it. I was at school even. Like, just like, am I dreaming? Look at the textbook. Okay, and not. So I, the one that I heard was um, a similar oh, thing, yeah. but it was look at your watch, and then if you look back, and it's the same time. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Um, and there's other ways to even, like, train yourself. But, like, I don't like people said it works. So I was like, you know what? I'll try it. seems too simple, you know, just putting a dot in your hand. But after, like, two days... You know, and I had controlled dreams to some degree before, like realized I was in them and started controlling them and even like flying on demand and stuff like that. Um, and that's what I was chasing. So I get in this dream, though, and they say that the, the scariest part about lucid dreaming is you can suffer the first time from paralysis dreaming. Where some people feel like they're woken up, but their body can't move and they see like scary things going on around them. This I is a sim similar experience. Funny yeah, enough, so. uh, given what we were just talking about, this is 
generally accepted as the explanation for people that, that think that they've been visited or abducted by aliens. Which, I mean, would make sense if, if we didn't just talk in depth about how aliens exist and are very advanced, but at the same time, uh, what do they want with a bunch of people blabbering on about some loose dreams they had? That's right. Um, but, point withstanding. Um, so I end up in this dream, and the funny thing is, I look at my hand... And I say, am I dreaming? Lo and behold, there's a mirror in front of me. So I see myself. I look away. I look back. And holy shit, that is not my face anymore. That's like a mask or something like that. Freaks me out. And all of a sudden, I'm on this couch. Feels like I'm in bed. There's a thunderstorm. And I'm locked there. And every time the thunder hits, somebody new shows up and starts talking to me about something. Until one final thunder crescendo and all these people show up. And that really freaks me out. But then all of a sudden I had control of the stream and I could do anything I want. And that initial fear kept me from keep going. But honestly, I've never felt anything like that before. And it might be one of the coolest things ever that even though that's a very nightmarish situation, that mirror thing, that's to this day, I think, Holy crap, my brain created that? That was cool as fuck. That's, like, better than shit I've seen in a lot of horror games and shit. Like, and then the lightning strike with the people, like, the way they came in order. I was like, holy shit, my brain just choreographed this awesome, scary movie. This is dope. <laughs> that was so cinematic. Yeah. yeah. I had a lucid dream once in college, and I uh, used it to fuck. Oh. Okay. I mean, anybody famous <laughs> or just someone? Anyone? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to really get into it, but it was a girl I had a crush on in high school. <laughs> okay, great. Wait, you did this in college? Or the girl you had a crush on in high school? Well, Man, you need to move on. I don't know. What are you going to do? Move on. She's doing something <laughs> different now. You're engaged, dude. Come on. I, I wasn't then. Yeah, but well, you are now. Stop talking about it. Um, not kidding. <laughs> Just fuck with you. <laughs> no, but I... I no, but I think I, I would, though. I, you, I would uh, you had a little again. lucid nightmare, and I had sex. Which one of us won? Well, I mean, I was having real sex in college. Just kidding, I wasn't. I wasn't getting laid at all. That's fair. Real dry bones over here. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, but I would definitely lucid dream again. Like, I, it was... I think the thing was, I just didn't want to keep drawing a dot and looking at it. I'm kind of bad to follow through on very simple things. It's so easy to do, but yeah, I would never yeah. do it either. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I just got obsessed with the idea because at the time I was in high school and, you know, even college, like I, it was easier to get obsessed with little things like that and stick with it. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I think that's part of the reason why I didn't uh, go back to it, though, is I still also like when my dreams are a little bit, you know, unpredictable. I think dreams sometimes do play out our anxiety so they can be tips to like you know, what we're upset about. So if it's work dreams, like if you dream about getting fired, like, you know, then you might be worried about work. If you dream that you're back in school, then maybe that's a sign that you're a dumbass and you need more school. Um, no, I have that dream all the time. And oh, I'm yeah. not a dumbass, clearly. Do you uh, have the one where it's the last, like, day of the semester in college and you, like, didn't go to class at all? No. Yeah, I have that one a lot. It, uh, no, wait, close, wait, yeah. Closely yeah, mirrored real yeah. life. <laughs> No, I definitely, I've definitely had to take a final for a class I don't remember. Um, yeah, I've been naked uh, in public before. That one sucks. 
Um, I mean, that's like those are the old tropes, but I I have to say, flying for me, even someone afraid of heights, flying is the most amazing feeling ever. And if you haven't flown in a dream, try try the dot trick to your own um, peril. Is that what you're supposed to say as a warning on these shows? Try your own peril. Um, the Caveat, dot trick. Emptor. Yeah, but the I flying is great, and that's how we knew our one friend in college. Um, well, we knew he's done before, but then he said, like, we have an argument about dreams, and I do want to talk about this next thing a little bit, and that's the the thing about faces. I think you probably know what I'm talking about, but we'll get into it in a second. But he was trying to talk about it. You couldn't do anything in a dream. You, you haven't experienced in real life, but he wasn't translating it right. Really, you can't do any. You can't, like, fathom something new in a dream. Even flying, you were introduced to the idea of flying. So we were like, dude, you can fly in a dream. I've done it. And he was like, no, man, you, you can't fly in real life. You can't fly in a dream. It's like, no, we can't like think of a new color. We can't think of like a new thing that like just is, you know, not physically possible because our brains don't have that capability. We can only think about things that our brain understands. So I, I think that's pretty interesting, though, like to to know that you can still kind of break your own physics, but you still have a like overall just like macro world like understanding or like even if it's into the fantastical you can't you you would still use elements you know to build out your fantasy world you yeah. would use you know something you've seen from lord of the rings and harry potter and all that stuff even if it's a truly unique world you construct it with things that you've understood or seen in other places yeah like how you could see like the face of god and even if it, you don't recognize it like it's a face you've seen before yeah, and like just like in that kind of even you know underscores like in dreams and you just understand things even though it was explained to you and you're very confused in general though you're like oh I'm the mayor I don't know what the fuck's happening in town but I know I'm the mayor like shit like that <laughs> like that happens a lot but um I want to I want to talk about this uh there's this theory and I believe it's like been studied enough to be true but there's this theory that you cannot see somebody with a face in a dream that you haven't seen in real life you cannot construct a face. Yeah, I, well, that's sort of what I was getting at when I said the God thing. But here's what I want to say back to that. Do you think that applies in real life when people are making, like, not the actual players, but, like, the uh, like engineers behind the games, when they're making, like, the creative players or, and shit like that, and they're, like, making generic faces? Like, I guess they do still have a model of a face and they have to move things to a certain degree, but like, you know, that kind of, it, it plays in this like hidden zone where like they can recognize faces that don't exist because they're faces that are game polygons. Interesting. I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted right now thinking about a guy going into <laughs> <laughs> a guy going into a, like make a character and, you know, NHL 20, 20- 2021 and they see a generic face that just looks like them I'm like god damn dude i look so generic i'm the, I'm the most generic looking person of all time all right so stop talking about me when i'm playing video games motherfucker uh listen what i was talking about uh no but like i i think it's but i'm not saying though that like just because they saw polygons all of a sudden they're able to like comprehend faces but the fact that we can see how faces can change in like real time in those video games too. Even I think could probably give us some change ability, but I do agree that we'd probably just 
skin it with a face that we mostly know. And if we wanted them to have earrings, they'd have earrings. If they, we wanted their nose to be different, their nose to be different, but we couldn't change everything. Yeah. That seems more likely to me. I call that hybrid myth plausible. Yeah. It's just less like, you know, computing power basically that has to go into it. Yeah. Leaves you more for everything else. But, um, yeah, and I, I guess that's the thing, too. It's just, so with dreams, obviously, like I said, sometimes they play out anxieties. And I think that's, for me, you know, you know, Bobby, you can make the joke again, but um, I have anxiety. You? Yeah, me. Jesus um, And that's probably why I had nightmares so much over, you know, good dreams is my anxiety was always high. Um, maybe I just kind of got Stockholm Syndrome to my dreams and taught myself to like them, but... I never played scary games as a kid, and I had trouble watching people play them and scary movies or anything. And that has recently broken for me, and I think it started a little bit with watching people on Twitch. But I think if I didn't embrace my dreams more and like have that one zombie dream, I wouldn't even ever touch these video games. That makes sense. I don't. I never really played any games like that either, and nor do I have any interest in it. Like. Um, when I was young, this is probably common too. Like whenever I would have to go out, like take out the trash or whatever, I would just be horrified if it was dark out that like, yeah, I, I, I vividly remembered thinking, God, I must've been seven years old when we replaced this garage door. So I was probably like five or six, um, when this happened all the time, but we had a garage door that had like square glass windows in it. And I was just be like completely convinced that I was going to see like Jason's face, <laughs> Jason Voorhees face. I'd never seen a um, Friday the 13th movie or like wow. really anything like that. But I still knew about him and I was like, he's, he's back there. And um, there's a, a particular goosebumps, uh, cover that i remember that was like an executioner like coming up like running up dungeon stairs with an axe in his hand god and like to this day sometimes um if i'm in like in my parents basement i'll like sprint up the stairs after i turn off the light <laughs> yeah i um i had like seen a scary movie or two because of my brother as a kid like he likes scary movies and he was six years older than me so when he was 10, he was starting to get into the scary movies, which back then my parents didn't care about him watching PG-13, nor me, because, you know, one kid, why not? Fuck it. Um, so four-year-old me got to see Chucky. Um, and yeah, that, that hit me hard. And I had a nightmare that night where I was in my living room and like Chucky was like bouncing me on his stomach, which like a trampoline, which... If you guys have seen the Tyler Creator Hot Tamale video where he's bouncing on an ass, that's kind of like what was happening. Sounds kind of cool. Yeah, but like he was. But it was kind of like with this threat of like at any point I could, you know, bring the knife into you, and you know, I was powerless and crying for my parents who were in the backyard and like not hearing me, not coming in. You know, that was like the the kind of first time i remember thinking i can't even watch scary movies like this this isn't like a possibility for me yeah and and yes i I still don't um 
it makes fun of me sometimes because she's like, are you scared? And I'm not like scared watching the movie, but I, they just still hold no interest for me. And I wonder if it's like a remnant of that. Well, I mean, I think there's some films that I don't like because of just certain experiences. But yeah, I mean, if you watch a scary movie young, I think it's it it puts something in your head. But if you even have like, you know, you you have a scary movie thing where like you could tie it back. Like, oh, I never saw the movie. But then those movies are a lot about how like those guys always find a way to like fuck with you when you don't even know they're there. So it's like. Like Bobby, you should be scared tonight. Tonight, or yeah. of, uh, all the is, time? Is that a threat? Just, no, I mean I'm not coming for you. I'm just saying you should. If you were, you wouldn't tell me. So, eh, maybe. I don't know. It depends. Would you, I a, do you think that telling me? Would, do you think telling me would throw me off my game? If I told you that I was coming to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, do you think that me knowing would throw me off my game? I wouldn't tell you unless I had a really... Well, no, I'm I'm too angry of a person. I think my emotions would come over me, and I would just say, Bobby, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I'm coming over to beat the shit out of you. Okay. That's good. You'd know, at least. I'll uh, I'll put that one in my back pocket for later. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry. I'm not coming over for unsolicited ass beatings. Right. Where where did we start to get to these ass beatings again? Um, were you asking you were, for one? No, you were being bounced on uh, Chucky yeah. the doll's stomach. Yeah, and yeah, that that was a really pivotal point for me. And then I I'm gonna call this next moment. Um, Cody becomes a coward because I learned to sort of only trust my brother. And he still found a way to, to scare the shit out of me by uh, making me watch Pink Floyd's The Wall movie. Hmm. Uh, if How you haven't, probably uh, only a few years older than the kid who saw Chucky. So okay. like five or six. Um, and I liked Pink Floyd, but I for years couldn't listen to Pink Floyd because of that. Like if Comfortably Numb came on, I had to change that because I remember seeing it like a needle and then bugs and stuff. but. The whole movie, like, the thing was, like, the kids in school, they would, like, be wearing these, like, faceless masks that, like, would look like ghost masks, and then they would go into meat grinders. And Wonderful. that's great for a kid to see because, you know, you want to believe that's, um, you know, what's happening. And then you learn later in life that is what's happening. That was just a metaphor. But, you know, how <laughs> the fuck am I supposed to know that? Um, but then I got over that, too. But then Maybe even I had... more horrifying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Mental blockage. <laughs> but then um, then I even had a dream where, like, I was um, with Beetlejuice. And Beetlejuice is a creepy movie. It's not scary. Like, you know, it's it's Tim Burton. So it's, it's always going to have an element of, like, spooky and creepy and stuff like that. But, like, it's not like a horror film. But I had a dream where Beetlejuice was in it. I said his name three times to get him away from me. He turned into a snake with a giant head and bit me, and I woke up, and I had a snake bite. Literally? It wasn't a snake bite. I, like, realized a spider bit me in real life, and my dream reacted to it. Oh. Because your dreams... Yeah, because your dreams are technically on a delayed reaction anyway. So that happened to me, but it was, like, it was a weird thing that, like, people just didn't give me any kind of, like, sign he was going to do anything like that, then all of a sudden he lunged. 
So like it probably came together in my head like way quicker of like something just bit into me, you know, like two things. What was it? Ah, it's a snake, you know, in this context, because my brain's thinking I'm with Beetlejuice, the guy who sort of looks like a, like that snake from uh snake looking thing from uh, Ah Real Monsters. So my brain probably mixed those up. And all of a sudden this motherfucker's biting me. What a dick move by him. Yeah. And the spider, so, I guess. Yeah, so then I couldn't see Birdman when that came out because um, I'm not pretentious. And then I saw it later because I'm pretentious. <laughs> I'm just lying to myself. Um, no, Good I film. still like Michael Keaton. I could, I could watch Beetlejuice and enjoy it. I could still not watch Chucky this day, though. I No Chucky dreams or movies. No. A weird... This is kind of related to Chucky. Um, uh, another vivid memory I have from when I was little was uh, at my grandmom's house. Uh, me and my brother were like in her room watching TV and we were watching, are you afraid of the dark? And it's an episode where I don't remember all the details, but like a girl's neighbor, best friend moves away. And then she finds out that like the girls turn into a doll and then she starts turning into a doll. And she, there's like a moment where she like looks at her hand and it's like plastic. And yeah. that stuck with me. Like, <laughs> You can like search my tweets and you'll see like what what is my biggest fear of being turned into a wooden doll. And like that always stuck with me and in college we found out that you could watch like every episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark on YouTube and I was like not not watching that one man. Yeah. And then one summer, I don't know why, I saw her watching Doctor Who. <laughs> and I kept watching because it had Jenna Coleman and um Karen Gillan in it. So yeah. I was like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> but there's one where like everyone's getting turned into a wooden doll. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like this is like haunted me for the last what was it at the time? Like thirteen years. Like I think about this all the time and now I'm watching another thing where the exact same fucking thing happens. Like this is so horrible. Yeah, and I I always had the doll thing. Like, my uncle had, like, a place that I would, like, sleep, and I couldn't sleep because partially, like, the doll's there. I was also hard. It was hard for me to sleep anywhere from home. I was definitely, like, a homesick kid. Um, but minor spoiler to Res- Resident Evil 8, so if you want to play that, just don't listen for 10 seconds. One of the bosses is a doll. No, thank you. Just, just fucking freaky. Did... did didn't need that sequence, but uh, once I beat it, I was just like, phew! I was like, thank God. And I think that's the thing, though, is just, like, Chucky will never, though, like, he, he is, for me, I'll never get past Chucky in any sense. But these other things, like, even, like, Beetlejuice and stuff like that, I get past them. But I realize even as my fears got more real, I think the things that still, like, creep me out, like you were saying, you, you seem more like a are you afraid of the dark beetle or uh, goosebumps kind of person sound like, um, but did you ever read the uh, scary stories that tell in the dark? No, somehow. So there's one where a girl is like, she marries someone and she just like starts a small girl with a ribbon and she marries someone. And like, she just talks about like her growing up and stuff and she never takes the ribbon off. And the husband's like, Oh, can you take the ribbon off? And uh, she takes it off her head falls off. So I started getting triggered by ribbons for a bit. 
God damn. Yeah. I feel like even if I didn't read that one, I read or saw something similar. Yeah, and that I, I think even somebody posted on Twitter, like, was anybody fucked up by this? And I was like, why'd you gotta bring that up? Um, but I think that's just the thing with dreams. It's like if I think about other people getting hurt, like it's gonna be bad to see. Like you your brain's not gonna comprehend it's a dream. That's just gonna suck. Like people you love getting hurt and all that. My cat's butt just hit the thing, so maybe that made a spunk sound. But the thing was I realized was I was having a thrill for just me like when it was just me there like you know you can live out those fantasies that you can't live in real life of like a zombie apocalypse because if you really think about it a zombie apocalypse would actually be even worse than you think because you'd have to also deal with the emotional toll of everybody you know being like killed and turned into a zombie yep that's the entire reason for the walking dead to go on uh 12 seasons or whatever the fuck it is now yeah yeah no, and then people even talked about how that show like missed a chance because it could have been people like seriously trying to rebuild when it just like feels so hopeless. But then they've gotten a cycle of let's do that, but also it's just a constant threat for them to be anywhere. It's like you learn how to deal with the zombies. And I think that was like kind of even me for the video games that I was scared of. It was like I was watching somebody play you know, Resident Evil 7 and all the other ones I would have been scared of. And I realized they, they would learn how to deal with the zombies and they'd have these guns and stuff like that. And the things that were scary were like little jump scares and stuff like that that were like put into the game. But that fun just seemed so much. And I said, I, I need to get over that. And I think I'd just been living that way for a long time with my dreams where I'm like, I don't want to be like keep waking up feeling like what the hell just happened to me like i got hit with a bomb i want to you know enjoy this because i'm a particularly more lucid dreamer and i love sleep if i'm going to be sleeping in all saturday and dreaming i want to enjoy them yeah have to agree that uh, it would ideally be preferable to have good dreams that you enjoy well i mean they don't even need to be good anymore they just need to be something exciting yeah. <laughs> yeah like they just they can be movies i can watch them as movies and i think the thing is because i'm so aware of them now that's why i remember them and they say a lot of people like don't remember their dreams but the people who do one thing you can do is just easily just start a journal of like what you do remember and then your brain will start like training itself to remember more of their dreams like I'm like curious, Bobby, if somebody doesn't remember a lot of their dreams, do you even like want to know the rest of your dreams or do you feel like it's fine that it's just like out there? Yeah, uh, there was one uh, particular one that I wrote down. I saw the note in my phone, all the details, and it's like fairly long. Um, and it was, you know, mostly just uh, hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> in a, a really uh, weird way and setting, but it was good and there's very detailed and i wrote everything down and it was cool and like i said i i do enjoy um for the most part so it would be good to remember but also i know when you're talking about dreams in a way that's not like as conceptual and connecting it to other things the way we are like if you're just giving someone the deep the lengthy details of your dream and they're not in it it's like the most boring thing it's that talking about your fantasy team and talking about your gambling 
are like the, the three things that are the most interesting to the person talking and the least interesting to anyone that has to hear it. Well, that was the funny thing with like Dennis and Always Sunny. Like D started talking about a dream, and he goes, "It's like pictures. If I'm not in them or nobody's having sex, why do I care?" <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think that's even like another thing too that makes it really interesting is I don't find other people's dreams interesting either. And there's no way for us to collectively dream. It's and it's really not coming. And if it does, don't stick that in your head. Run away. Um, but I I think that realizing though that me, somebody with a lot of anxiety, found a way to like even kind of get through them. I, I think it, it's something where I've I've talked to so many people who like just like I, I have trouble sleeping, I have trouble dreaming and stuff like that. And in my experience, I researched some things and just found out like you can do stuff to make yourself dream less. You can dream more. You can take the melatonin that makes you trip and shit. Like, and it's just kind of an interesting thing for me, like how it's just so abstract, but somehow we can control it a little bit too. Yeah, it's, I mean, a dream for the most part is, even if it doesn't seem that way, um, in the moment it's like weirder than any than the weirdest like movie or music video or anything like that's trying to be really weird and trippy because when we think back on it it's like oh that uh you know that random old man that i passed was actually like a kid that i went to kindergarten with (laughs) which is just like like i said like a tree of life wishes it could be that strange like the movie True yeah. Life, which is it could be as strange as your brain just like randomly throwing the face of someone that you knew 17 years ago <laughs> onto a passerby. Yeah. I mean, I think we'd and all it, love to VR our own dreams. <laughs> and you can by putting a dot on your hand. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, like rewatching it and stuff like that. If we could make that reality, like everybody would watch their own dream. Like we're. We're masturbatory as a, a race, I think. And I don't mean that in a sexual sense. I just mean we always, like, love our own shit. Love the smell of our own farts. Bobby, how many times do you listen to our own episodes? The, the one from last week, I probably listened to, like, four or five times. <laughs> Why? What? That was really good. <laughs> it was, but you're in it. <laughs> I know. Anyway. That's anyway. So good. Yeah, how many times will Bobby watch his streams? Everybody let me know on Twitter. No, but I think that's the exact point is I've always just wondered, though, how do you how do you decipher that? And I think they'll probably get close to like brain mapping and be like, oh, look at these things lighting up. But like, I really hope they just kind of leave dreams to the people, though. Like, I feel like if we start recording them, it's just going to lose all its luster and become yeah. another one of those just like creature comfort things. So it's kind of like I'm joking about it. It's kind of like the end of Inception, right? Like if someone came out and was like, "Oh yeah, he he was awake. It's fine." Like, <laughs> this yeah. is, or if like the end of um the other Leo movie that came out at the same time, Shutter Island. Yeah. If they're like, "Oh yeah, like no, he he was actually uh just like back to being crazy. Like he was in the book. Like <laughs> it loses um." a lot of its impact and leaving it uh, open to interpretation and just like leaving some mysteries uh, unresolved is way more interesting. Kind of like that's Yatloff fast too. Like they found out that it was a, a weird avalanche um, 
and it like buried people and people tried to get out and it buried them. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Um, it was kind of cooler when it seemed like maybe uh, they were chased around by a demon. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of preferred that. Well, it's funny you say that too, because I, I mean, I did even have a um, thing I watched recently, which I won't spoil because I think people should watch it. There's a, a movie on Netflix, I believe, or it might be Hulu. It was a Hulu, I think. And it's called Sasquatch. And it's a limited series, just three episodes. And it's this guy who's been like an amazing reporter his whole life. Like he infiltrated the uh, the white supremacists and like to the point where he was like deep undercover and unfortunately had to be a white supremacist to get under. But like he like uncovered all their shit. Like he got undercover for like another huge thing like that. Like he, he's that kind of journalist. But he said, this one thing has always bothered me. In the 90s, I was in this uh, this part of the country that is just known for its weed. It's this part of Northern California that is just like, it's like the triangle that like everybody knows of these counties, you know, Humboldt and the other two, I can't remember. That's where all the weed is. And I'm at this grower's house with my friend who picked me up. And this guy comes in freaking out. He goes, they're all chopped up, man. This wasn't a ripoff. They, it's all bloody. Like, they, they stole, like, nothing. Like, it, it was a fucking Sasquatch. And he's like, whoa, 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 man. Like, what's going on? He's like, a fucking Sasquatch killed him. And it's this guy, like, this whole docuseries, like, him trying to figure out the mystery of what happened to, like, these three people that were said to be killed in this area, like, back in the 90s. Uh, him hearing it from a Sasquatch and like he goes and investigates that and gets some very interesting answers. And I really suggested the people, but in the even documentary, he talks to people who just believe in the Sasquatch and for them, that's a dream. There was like uh, these two guys, they were a couple and they're like, we met on a message board looking for Bigfoot and they found each other. And it's like for them, that dream, even though it's awake, like, that is a persistent existing thing they have to live in to keep themselves going. Interesting. Watch Sasquatch. Yeah, Hulu uh, sponsor us. Hulu has live sports. Don't know why they would pay us to say that. Um, we I've also heard rumors about them having live sports. Well, now, Bobby, you see it now. They're not going to pay us. All right. Um, Hulu. <laughs> yeah. I actually have to run, so uh, I think we do have just plugs, though. <laughs> just leaving. He's like, I gotta get the fuck off this podcast. No, that's fair. I was gonna wrap it up because I was sick of talking to you anyway. Whatever. Plugs. Jerk to me. I just do it out of love. Bob, what do you have to plug? I love you. Uh, Sasquatch on Hulu. I also want to plug Sasquatch on Hulu. Uh, I will plug twitch.tv slash coderan. And if you're watching the day this drops, if I get it out in time for tomorrow, I should be hopefully finishing Resident Evil 8 tonight if you guys want to see the end of that. Otherwise, just go to the channel and give me subscriptions and views and follows so they think I'm famous. Thank you. Yes, do that. So, Bobby, what's the last word? Grubhub. See, I can do uh, C and say too. Fuck you. Ramalama ding dong, bye. <laughs>